Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's topic is the CPG Supply Chain with Michael Neamey. Welcome, Mike. Joe, what's up? <laughs> I'm glad we're finally hitting the record button. We were prepping and prepping and then bullshitting, and it just kept going and going. So I'm glad we're finally hit record here. So I'm excited to talk to you about this topic, Mike. Good. Me too, Matt. I'm just excited you called me back. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I, of course I called you. So, um, <laughs> so first off, before we go any further, please introduce yourself and your company. Cool. Yeah. So I run an agency with Global Trans and right before the new year, I was like, I would say, actually it was Thanksgiving. I partnered up with a company called Hook Logistics. It's a fulfillment and warehouse company. Ooh, so now you do it all. Nice. <laughs> I can nice. truly say, yeah, one-stop shop. Very good. We got very assets. Good. All right. I like it. I like it. You know what? When we're talking offline, I like the idea of partnering with uh, fulfillment with warehousing and all the transportation stuff because it's one throat to choke. I just know to come to Michael Neamey and say, make it better. (laughs) I do want to hit on to the people that are like, you can't be great at everything. I didn't say I was great at everything, but we got, (laughs) so that's why I always say is like a one-stop shop. We put people in place and hire people that are good at that specific thing, whether that's, you know, fulfillment, operations, technology, data, you name it, we're going to hire the person that's actually a master at that. Awesome. Awesome. So, Mike, before we get into the topic today, tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? And give us some career highlights. I mean, you were on my podcast before, so make that stuff short so we can get some other information out of you. Me being short? Come on, Joe. No. <laughs> so, grew up, born and raised Michigan, went to Central Michigan College, Started my career in Detroit with a company called Worldwide Express and kind of trickled my way through Wisconsin, L.A., and ended up in Seattle. And now, I guess Kirkland, but Washington. Nice, nice. So I'm in Michigan, too. I went to school right near the Chippewas. I went to Northwood, not too far from there, about a half hour away. In fact, we'd always go on Thursday nights, drive up to, uh, what was it, Wayside? (laughs) (laughs) I I can't believe you should. All right. Yeah, I Wayside was, uh, yeah, that, I've spent a good amount of time there throughout my yeah, college the, career. Yeah, nobody hangs out there who's older <laughs> that way. If you were, creepy. Yeah, yeah. So the topic today is the CPG supply chain. What is CPG for those who do not know? Consumer packaged goods. So, I mean, you think of anything going into big box retailer, you know, protein bars, uh, chips, you name it. If it's going, if it's a consumer packaged good, right. that's a CPG industry. Right. So the big dogs in that space be like Nestle, Unilever, Kraft Heinz, Pepsi, all the beer companies. That's CPG. And I know you don't... Shout out Kellogg. Yep. Oh, yeah. Kellogg. Yeah, for sure. And so those are the big consumer packaged goods. And that I know that's one of the areas that you specialize in. And you typically work with, what do you call them, the high growth or the emerging CPGs, right? Yeah. So any, to narrow it down, I say roughly if you have a million dollars in annual sales or revenue upwards to you know $500 million in sales is where I'm going at. 
Right. And I know like these big companies like the Unilevers, the Kraft Heinz, I mean, that's, those guys are moving a lot, a lot of product from factory to stores and now to homes. But the guys you're working with a little smaller, but they still have the same problems. They got to move stuff from their factories or wherever they made it to homes. So let's talk a little bit about what are some of the challenges? What do they need to do to be successful? What do you do to help them become successful in that space? That's a good question, and that's a, a, a I could give you a big really <laughs> yeah that's a big question. I can give you a really long answer. I think more or less is you know the first uh, thing building out a strategy is simple, right? I mean, just to keep it very straightforward, figuring out what they're doing and how I can enhance efficiencies. And again, it's a margin game because a lot of these companies they eventually want to get either capital investment or sell to the big guys, and they got to have a profitable company. You know, right. so increasing gross margins is a big thing too. So right. it goes back to strategy. So you're starting off with strategy. So you're not interested in the transactional business, so to speak. So you're not saying, hey, I'll get you a truck. You're saying, forget getting you a truck. That's part of part of what I'll do for you. But you want to have the big picture first. Yeah, I, I mean, I always say is, you know, I want to be, I want to come in and help be a resource to cut challenges out of your company, right? Right. Not be an extension of the challenges. Right, 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 right. So the first thing is you come in there, you kind of act as a consultant, as an educator, as a strategist, you come in, help them develop kind of a logistics supply chain strategy, right? Yeah, I mean, or I would just more or less say a business strategy. Yeah, and that's the, well, that's kind of the second point that I wanted to get to is, you know, you mentioned when we were prepping for this that said, I try not to engage just as a logistics guy, I try and engage as a business guy. I got a business degree. I went to school and studied business. Well, you didn't necessarily, but it, you went to school for business and you got to put your business hat on, right? Essentially, yeah. I mean, it goes back to, again, I mean, it all depends on who you're talking to. But at the end of the day, my goal is to be talking to executive leadership founders, CEOs that are thinking, you know, big picture and what's going to impact their company financially. Right. And then, t yeah, obviously, I, I'm going to tie in supply chain logistics, warehouse, right, whatever what you do. it may be. Yeah. But I want to look at it from a business standpoint and how supply chain impacts their business. Right. And one of the things that I liked what you, when we were talking offline, you kept saying cost to serve, cost to serve. Talk a little bit about that topic. I mean, it's simple. You got to figure out what the cost to serve is by, you know, your products, your customers and your locations before you can actually put something together. Right. So I always right. say is let's take it a step back, though, knowing what your customers wants and needs are and then tying that in and building out your cost to serve based right. on your customers wants and needs. Right. And there was a guy on my podcast, I'm going to draw up, oh, Richard Sharp, I think. And he talked about this whole idea of even very large companies don't have a real good sense for where they make money. And he said, there's always locations or customers that they think they're making money on that they're not actually making money on. And he said, and sometimes it's because of the logistics, because of locations. And he said, but also there's product lines. And he just, when we were doing this, it wasn't so long ago, when we were talking about Coca-Cola just said, we're not making as much money on certain products as we thought we were. And they got rid of those products. And it's if it can happen to Coca-Cola, you know they're a very successful company. You know darn well it can happen to smaller companies. Yeah, and they can afford to just say, hey, we're going to get rid of this product, right? So that's right. a big challenge, too, is figuring out you know customer profitability and actually having accurate data to show you, hey, what products, what customers, what locations are high profit, medium and then low profit and then figuring out how can we increase these low margin products and customers? How do we increase them? Right. And that's right. a big thing, right? Because again, if you 
figuring that out because again it's a margin game right and i always say is like you think about i have a couple mentors that are in private equity capital investors and they always talk about gross margin being at bare minimum 40 percent, right so that's a huge thing if you want to again it's a if you're selling protein bars it's a commoditized product right and you're right. playing a big space. So every point matters that you put back inside your company in right. margin. So that's knowing customer profitability by, you know, products and locations is huge. Right. And, you know, it's interesting now that you're getting into the fulfillment game a little bit. You'll notice certain customers. I've heard this on my podcast before is people will have they'll start off a business, maybe e-commerce or maybe an existing business that's going more to direct to consumer. They'll have tons of SKUs. And what they find out is they're not making money on all their SKUs. And they find out it's when I was talking to Richard, we talked about this 80, 20. I said, I guess that it was 20, 80, 20% of the products were making 80% of the money. He goes, it's a lot less than that. He said, he goes, you'd be shocked if when you get their true cost. So I like if that's a never ending chase, getting to that cost to serve. You got a lot of low margin and no margin products that you have to ferret out over time. And you help them do that. Exactly. And my goal is to, Joe, it's a lot. I always say this. I'd rather get in when the customer is relatively smaller because I get in once I start getting into companies and I do it all the time is start meeting with companies that are about at that 50 million, $85 million in annual revenue change is really difficult and they already got certain contracts put in place for the distributors. And then it's like having to revamp that again, you got to do it, but it's, I'd rather do it from the ground up because that way it's, it's a lot easier to pivot, know what's working, know it's not. And, I do want to hit on this. It's something that, again, I do, right, is I like the fact that I want to show you what products are selling, right? So I'll do this monthly for my customers just out of the blue, even if they don't want it. Everybody ends up wanting it where it's like, I'll break down, hey, these are the SKUs that you sold the most. This was the cost to serve by this SKU. And these are the locations that are like locations or customers that bought these products. Right. Right. And that's important because it's so funny because, again, when you think about it, you plan on every single SKU you made. You made it for a reason. Every location that you're selling to, you thought that was profitable. And then when you add logistics to that mess. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny, though. I'll shout her out. I would say friend, but she's a customer. She's starting to boom. A lot of small parcel, but getting into bigger box retailers now. Her name's Kelly. She's the founder of Rowdy Bars. And I remember the first time, they probably do. And again, I'm willing to, I'd rather work with customers that are smaller right now, but get it, right? That let me do my job and help them. She ended up, I remember she does, does probably like 15 LTL shipments a month. And I sent her over a, a breakdown of like what SKUs were selling and stuff. And she goes, holy shit, Mike, do I got to pay you for this? Or do you do this all the time? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's easy, but I don't know. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so where Rowdy Bar is, where are they based at? Ah, uh, shoot, you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> Nevada. I know it's in, uh, well, I don't want to say Texas. It's in Nevada. Okay, okay. Well, I know now that I said Rowdy Bar a few times, and you said a few times that it'll be on my phone and on Facebook and everywhere else on LinkedIn. <laughs> so it'll, it'll find me. That's the way it works these days. Awesome <laughs> product. It's a, it's a probiotic bar. I, I'm like selling them, but no, it's a good, it's one of the, you know, a better for you brand product. It's a probiotic bar to keep it short. It's super good too. All if right, you're into well, that, if you're into that stuff. I'm trying, man. I'm trying that. Now that I, that video, I have to somehow get better looking or find that George Clooney filter I've been looking for. <laughs> hey, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> you're a good you're a good looking i'll say it, you're a good looking older guy 
I don't care what I agree. I don't. My, my mom says that too. I don't care what they say. <laughs> I wish I had your mom. My mom puts my <laughs> ego in place. My mom tells me I'm not shit. <laughs> well, you showed her. So, <laughs> so again, you come in. You look at yourself as a strategist, as a consultant, as an educator. You come in. You help them develop a supply chain and logistics strategy. You try and put your businessman hat on, not just looking at just a supply chain, but how do we make this a profitable business? And again, cost is sort of being a big part of it. So talk about when we're prepping, you talked about this idea of like, I don't want to just, I don't know what the next project is going to look like because everything is customized. Talk about that because I think that's an interesting thing. A lot of people in our business look at their job as, I'll get you a truck. I'll get you the truck. It'll pick up at your location and take it to wherever you need it. And that, and you said, well, that's, that's, that's one of the things be. I do. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things you do. But the problem is, how do you differentiate yourself when you're doing just that? And also, how do you ever get really much better? Because everyone's going to get the, about the same price. So you don't. Talk, about, talk about that customized solution. I mean, it's what you said is, it's like, I mean, it's as simple as learning, like, how does a business, how is a business ran? How is, you know, things impacting the business from a financial standpoint? How do I build a scalable model through the supply chain that's going to be scalable, right? right? And, right. and scalable for those who don't know is, you know, being able to scale with the company, right? Finding a truck, even in my own business, if I was to simply start out my career and say, hey, I am just looking to get trucks, dude, what else? Do, that's not offering anything besides right. that. Right. That's like, that's easy. That's like this. We have people for that. Like, again, that's a small smidgen of what you do. So it's like, I don't care about any of the logistics nitty gritty stuff in the beginning. I want to know what their customers wants or needs are and then their objectives. But let's face it, first and foremost, we need to build a strategy based on right. my customers customers wants and needs and then tailor it from right. there right because right it, let's just use this as an example i don't want to go on too much of a rant but it's like a lot of people think they know what their customer wants but do you right so it's like hey right. you don't offer your customer faster shipping but do you know if they would pay for that right it's like right. i would pay for i would pay for shipping or right. tie it into my cost right so it's like learning little things like that that's going to help increase your sales and profit Right, right. So you're looking at this as you're not Mr. Transactional, you're completely strategic business. So you're looking to say, look, I want to understand the big picture here. I want to understand your wants, your needs, your customers' wants and needs. And then you're going to develop something with a, a total solution that's going to have the technology, the processes, the resources, whatever they need to be to make sure that they get this customized solution rather than just, hey, I'll get you a truck. And I think oh, this is yeah. very important from a perspective of being successful. You've picked yourself a nice niche and there's lots of nice niches. You are emerging CPGs. You know that business. So you're also not coming at it from a, hey, I make a hundred phone calls a day and I say the same thing to you, whether you move cement or you move potato chips, you only call CPGs and you say, look, I work with a whole bunch of CPGs. That's my jam. <laughs> it's funny you said it's like, Listen, do I admit that? It's like, I'm not, I, I've admitted it a million times. I am not a person that knows the nitty gritty stuff of logistics, right? Like, I mean, I, I just don't, right? I know from a higher level how it impacts a company. And I have people, I think it's a lot of people just want to be, and that's fine. They're operational minded, right? And when I say right. operational minded, it's more or less like they're, they're like, they're trucking people, right? They know the trucks, right? right? And I right. need, you need people like that, but it's like, that's not my right. strong suit. My strong suit's showing you how to build out a strategy, change management and putting it in place and making sure we implement right. it right. That's going to help your company. And then I have a right. guy, a girl that handles, you know, the nitty gritty that says, Hey, right. Mike, we could do this. Right. No, I, I think that's really important though, because I think our industry, we tend to be 
when somebody says, "What? Well, tell me where you specialize, I specialize in trucks, rather than saying I specialize and I work with manufacturers, helping them lower their logistics costs. And you might say that's a small difference, but it isn't because we tend to say, oh, I specialize in LTL, or I specialize in truckload, or I specialize in heavy haul. Much better to say I specialize in a niche, in a market segment. Yeah, CPG in your case, but again, whatever your niche is, and again, I, we were talking about this. You always said you mentioned the niches have riches, but the same podcast I did with Kevin Hill. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's really important, and in fact, I'm going to pull that up here because I was looking at it while we we're prepping. There's a whole bunch of different niches, and I think you know, there's automotive, chemical and plastic, industrial manufacturing, government defense, energy, petrochemical, CPG. I'll put a little link to this food and beverage. I think it's really important for all of us to say, this is where I specialize. And like, you know, when I started the logistics of logistics as a blog back in the day, I could have written about just anything in operations. I was an ops guy. I am an ops guy, right? I could have written about manufacturing, a little bit about yeah. logistics. I could have called it anything. I wanted to focus in on logistics. So as a result, I write and talk about warehousing, transportation, and technologies, and logistics, the stuff that all makes up our industry. I like that you picked this niche. I know we get, get off a little bit of a range. No, no, you're but. good. I, I want to actually tie into that. Like, I can't stand when, like, I like, L, like, people think I love LTL or talk about, L, like, I know LTL, right? But it's like, to me, I always say is, it's like, stop, ugh, stop pigeonholing me into, like, a mode. I'm not a mode. I'm, I'm literally, it doesn't matter what you right. do from logistics. My goal is, like you said, my goal is to come right. in to emerging high growth stage CPG companies and enhance efficiencies right. and scale profitability in right. their company. Right. I say all the time to anybody who's in brokerage or less than truckload or whatever it is, we all have to realize that this industry is changing. A lot of the stuff that we're doing is going to be done by AI or automated in a way that doesn't need as many of us to say, I'll call and follow up on that truck. What we all need to do is pick a niche and say, I will be really, really good at this market segment. We all um, need to start learning. Everyone needs to start learning more and more about how businesses are ran and how whatever business or whatever niche you go after. But I think we need to start having some general ideas or teaching people more about business and more about, you know, the financial impacts that supply chain has on a business as a whole versus, again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, Joe, stop me if I get too long on this one. But it's like at some point you got to ask yourself, it's like, dude, Everybody can get you a truck. I'm getting people trucks. I'm I pick up the phone on Saturday, right? right? But I just also offer a ton more resource. Right. right. No, exactly. So I want to summarize this and I'll get your final, final thoughts on it. So again, you specialize in CPG. And, and again, I think this can apply to, to a lot of different businesses. First off, you want to have some, some niche that you specialize in. Here's a CPG. But you want to come in not as a transactional player. You want to come in and say, look, I'm going to come in as a consultant, as a strategist. I want to understand your business whatever that might be. I want to understand your customer's needs. I want to really, rather than assume I know everything you need, I'm going to ask a lot of good questions and I'm going to absorb all that. And I'm going to, at some point, develop a customized solution. And along the way, I like the idea of what you said is we're also going to put our business hat on. We're also going to say, let's figure out where we're not making money. If there's some SKUs, if there's some orders, if there's some locations that aren't making money, that is something that there's no reason why we as logistics and transportation people can't wade into this and say, let us be business people too. Can't let accounting have all the fun. <laughs> let me hit on that is 
it's fair to say that, you know, logistics, it just seemed like it's like, it's almost like a sexy thing now, right? Especially over 2020, right? Because, you know, LinkedIn, I've watched and I sat back and I've seen everybody talking about certain things. And it just seems to be so tailored to rates. And when they bring, they bring on, they call them shippers, they bring on the shipper. Nobody ever brings on the exact, that's why I've been trying, I brought on a couple and had interviews with them. No one brings on executives and asks them what's the true impact of their supply chain, right? Because if you did, you would realize that it's not literally, it's not a rate or anything like that. Like a lot of executives, they'll tell you they haven't been involved. And when they get involved and realize that, oh, shoot, I didn't put any type of business rules in place. My team's actually, my company's actually doing right. this. It's actually impacting my company as a whole. So instead of focusing on the benefit of one department, that's another reason why tying in executive leadership and getting them involved, it's going to impact the entire company as a whole in a positive way. Right, right. You know, So interview and- them. Right. I think you're absolutely right. And the challenge, I think, sometimes in our business is it used to not be as complex. And I'll speak to automotive because that's where I'm from. It used to be your supplier was in Ohio and you're in Michigan. And you go, no big deal. The truck comes and picks it up, takes it here. Now your supplier is in Mexico or in China, right? And they have to cross borders. You have to be on a boat, potentially. It's changed. And I think this is virtually every business got a lot more complex in the last generation. And I think another piece to this was we didn't, I don't think people paid close attention to logistics because you couldn't impact a big change to it. Now you can. We didn't have the technology that connected everybody before. Now we do. But anyway, Michael, before we we get off this, give us some parting shots on this. Then I want to understand a little bit more about what you are doing over with Hook Logistics powered by Global Trans. Final thoughts first. Final thoughts, I would say to who? To CPG companies or you want me to uh, final thoughts to my peers? Either. <laughs> I mean, I would Knock say, as, you know, no, I just say more or less, you know, to my peers. I mean, again, I hate being the guy that like t- give, like says, hey, you should do this. But like some just like friendly advice is just start thinking about a, the business as a whole and how whatever your whatever 3PL you're in, whatever brokerage you're in, how you can help their company and how supply chain ties into whatever you do, how it impacts the companies that you're going after. Cause that's the scalable model. And that's how right. you can, that's how you grow. That's how you make money, right? It's right. how you're profitable. Be a resource, not an order taker. And then for any, you know, for any companies that are listen to this, that are in, you know, CPG emerging companies that might not have the cost budget, overhead resources, whatever it may, or hell, you just want to get involved and, and see what you're kind of doing from a supply right. chain logistics standpoint. I'd say, give me a pain. Right, right. And I'll I'll throw this out there, Mike, not to praise you too much because I don't want it to go to your head, but you are very (laughs) successful in this business. I don't think a lot of us know that. And I think it's great that you do share because I know when we were talking offline, I said, do you mind sharing kind of some of the secret sauce? And you said, hey, I'm an open book. I'll tell you what I know. (laughs) And I appreciate you doing that. And you have been very successful, which is why I want to be on my podcast. Plus you're a Michigander or Michiganian. I don't know what we go by anymore. (laughs) Who knows? It's, it's just actually, hey, you're living there. You tell me. I'm a Michiganian. Michiganian. So, I'll go there. Yeah, all right, man. So before you go, tell us what's going on over at Hook Logistics powered by Global Trans. Yeah, they're probably going to, they're starting to beat me up. I've been so busy lately with some other projects that I haven't really got to, you know, give them the full swing of the fulfillment side of things, but some good stuff. You know, it, it's a newer company, 10 months old, but we're growing. We got a, warehouse Got a few locations <laughs> yeah yeah they're finalizing a location out in the west coast california but 
they call it, yeah, fulfillment without the fees, right? We're making it simple and I could get long-winded, but let's face it, a lot of emerging growth stage CPG brands, uh, retail, whatever it may be, it's hard to find, you know, a warehouse or a fulfillment company that's not going to just, how do I put this? They're not going to gouge you, right? for raids and and whatnot, or even maybe they won't even maybe accept you, right? If you're not at a certain level. So both logistics is trying to fill that gap, you know, whether, you know, you're small or super large and just want to, you know, boutique service, that's what we're providing. So, right. Now, do you primarily work with companies that are shipping to stores or shipping to homes? So it's both, right? So the fulfillment side of things, again, is I wish I, you should interview, just a side note, you should interview uh, our CEO and partner, uh, Frazier. He's very, you know, dialed in when it comes, do it. He's very dialed in. But like, again, from what, from the little bit of knowledge that I know on it, it's going mostly like retail going, you know, direct to consumer, but it is also going into some retail as well. Right. I think that's an interesting place where we find ourselves in, you know, traditionally warehousing has been shipping to stores. This is where we pick stuff up. But now there's companies, and I work closely with one, the guys at Fulfilled, they do only well, primarily direct to consumer. And what I think is interesting is if you're a company and you say, well, we do mostly to direct to consumer to houses and you know we do small parcel and then we send a little bit to stores too. And then you go to a company that says, hey, yeah, well, we could be a huge company, but have very little experience in actually doing fulfillment. You could be out of 20 locations and warehouses, but if you don't do a lot of fulfillment to homes, you're at a disadvantage. I mean, I'll tell you this, at least in my opinion, I think you can scale a company going direct to consumer, but I feel like the biggest goal and to way to really get big is essentially you're going to be in a retail. It's just my opinion. But on top of that, direct to consumer and the fees and logistics cost. I mean, you ever look at, I mean, if you ever watch Shark Tank, and those mm-hmm. guys are like, yep. one, if it's like, if you are a frozen or perishable goods, they're like, oh, hell no. The logistics costs are super expensive. Or if it's direct to consumer, that's going to be, uh, you know, extremely right. expensive. So knowing oh, yeah. that, you need the resources. And again, you right. can spend, I love this stuff, right? I love digging through data. And I can spend, it takes me hours just to dig through just a month of data right. to figure right. out what's the best way to ship this. Right. Do I'm yourself gonna do a, a favor, sh- partner. <laughs> I'm going to do another I'm going to do a podcast on this at some point on frozen. I've done two podcasts on frozen e-commerce fulfillment. And what's crazy about like, I think Ben and Jerry's, if you go on Ben and Jerry's website and say, I'd like to order pints of ice cream to your house, you can, but they don't want to send one because it's very expensive. They got to put it dry ice, the whole thing. So they really push you to get to a hundred dollars. But when you look at the cost of shipping it, the cost of shipping is probably sixty dollars, and the cost for the ice cream is probably like thirty. So it's like it's so. so no, that hey, no, the cost is served to give that free because right. they can probably do free shipping. Right. So it's interesting. I was trying to help somebody over this last summer with I remember vegan gelato. <laughs> yeah, vegan gelato, frozen gelato, and it's real challenge. A lot of companies just go, no, no, thanks. But it, this is a weird thing. People want that stuff delivered to their house, and you know we're going to figure out a way to do it. We're not there I just yet. could never, I just, I mean, I actually helped uh, a, a relatively, again, I didn't benefit off it, but I just helped her, hooked her up with somebody in logistics that can do small parcel for her. She's doing ice cream, gelato, right? Mm-hmm. Vegans. It's an actual, it's not the one you're talking about. And I was just like, I just could, I don't know. I just, to me, ordering ice cream is just weird. <laughs> but like, I know. I know. But I, 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 that's agree. a whole it's, new topic. 
it's not something that's done very often or very profitably from what I can tell. So unless you're anyway, Halo top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you very much, Michael Nemi. So what I'll do is I'll put a link to your website and I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile. And guys, by the way, I should have said this up front, the way many of us got to know Michael Nemi is he is one of the better follows on LinkedIn. He shares a ton of good information about selling, a ton of good information about how you should engage with customers, also about how to succeed in CPG. So if you are on LinkedIn, connect with Michael and I'll be able to put a link to your website and a link to your LinkedIn profile. And thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Joe. You have a good one, man. All right. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support is very much appreciated. I should also say all my podcasts now are video. So please check us out on YouTube. I am uh, just figuring that out. So they're probably in the coming weeks here, start slapping up some YouTube videos up there. But thank you very much for the support. And until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversations with experts in the logistics field. If you're an expert and would like to be featured on the Logistics of Logistics podcast, please email Joe Lynch at joe at the logisticsoflogistics.com. 